Welcome to our Science Yes podcast. I'm Melanie Yola and I'll be today's host for this episode. We'll be discussing about supermassive black hole galaxies and accretion disks. Today, we have special guest Professor David Ballantin, who is professor at the Department of Physics in the Georgia Institute of Technology. His research mainly focuses on topic in high energy astrophysics, with his interest being on the evolution of galaxies and the physics of accretion disks around both black hole and Newton star. He'll be sharing with us his diligent research on this matter. Thank you so much for being with us and welcome to a Sciences Sound with Professor Valentin. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. As I mentioned before, your research mainly focuses on aggregation dicks and Newton star. Can you tell us exactly what is aggregation dicks and Newton star? Sure. Well, let me start with uh, neutron stars. So neutron stars are basically the collapsed cores of massive stars after they've burned through their uh, hydrogen and helium gas and most of it has exploded into a supernova. The core has collapsed into a neutron star, which is basically like a giant, giant floating nucleus, atomic nucleus in space. Uh, it's basically a one and one and a half map here about the mass of the sun um, crushed into a region of the size of the city, about 10 kilometers across. So it's an incredibly dense, has a very, very strong uh, uh, gravitational field. And because of that, it can sort of suck in material from its surroundings into what's called an accretion disk, which is just a flow of gas uh, flowing onto the surface of the neutron star uh, usually from a companion star. Most stars are in binary systems, so that they, uh, you know, there's a companion star, and the material from the companion star is funneled off and swirls down onto the neutron star through an accretion disk. We think it kind of looks like the water, you know, swirling around your uh, drain as it goes goes down in the sink or the bathtub, but it releases a lot of a lot of energy. Uh, Accretion disks are very good at converting what we call gravitational potential energy into heat, which then gets radiated away. So these accretion disks are very bright, and we can see them around neutron stars and black holes. And it's an interesting uh, field to study because the physics are actually quite complicated. And, uh, you know, there's quite a lot of interesting uh, processes going on. So that's why I find it, you know, fascinating laboratory to study. That's super great to hear. Moving on, as there are many resources and findings on the black hole, what do you think is the best evidence for the existence of black hole? Or is it just a theory? No, we have really good uh, evidence for black holes in, in the universe. Perhaps the, the clearest evidence was discovered only a few years ago with the discovery of gravitational waves from the LIGO Observatory. Uh, this is a uh, uh, you know, not a traditional telescope that, you know, you can normally pick picture, but is actually a, a, what we call an interferometer placed, you know, on the uh, surface of the earth. Uh, there's two, you know, laser arms that are a kilometer in length being shot out at right angles to each other. And they can basically measure this very, very tiny uh, stretching and compression of space that happens when a gravitational wave passes through the Earth. 
gravitational waves are, or strong gravitational waves are only produced when you have massive uh, objects moving about each other. And so by measuring these sort of tiny ripples in space, you can actually, uh, you know, learn something about these massive objects. And several years ago, LIGO discovered the first gravitational wave source which was actually the collision and mergers of two massive black holes in a distant galaxy. And we've since seen evidence now for about 80 or 90 other uh, massive black hole merger events. And these gravitational waves are can only be uh, originate from black holes. So the discovery of gravitational waves from these merging events is, is very, very clear evidence that black holes exist in the universe. We also have other indirect evidence. You can measure the star speeds of stars moving around uh, what look like you know dark regions of space, but just by measuring how fast they're moving, you can recognize realize there's there's got to be a large amount of mass in that dark region. So uh, you know that that kind of evidence also points to black holes existing. So yes, they're very much uh, real astrophysical objects and not just uh, you know theoretical playthings. Moving forward to the next question, do all the galaxies have supermassive black hole or not? Well, we think that most massive galaxies have supermassive black holes at their centers. Uh, it looks like uh, ones galaxies that have bulges, kind of like the Milky Way, all have uh, supermassive black holes in their centers. Uh, and the more massive the bulge is, the more massive the black hole is. Uh, this includes elliptical galaxies as well, where uh, they don't actually have a disk. They're basically all bulge. And those galaxies also seem to have, uh, you know, supermassive black holes in the centers. The only galaxies that we know of that don't have supermassive black holes are ones that are lacking a bulge and they're just all disk or are some colleagues called dwarf galaxies, which are very, very tiny galaxies, um, like satellite galaxies around the Earth, uh, Milky Way. Um, so yes, most, I would say, uh, galaxies do harbor supermassive black holes in their centers. Well, that's really interesting. So I've read somewhere that in very distant future, black holes could leak and disperse. What do you think about that? If it happened, how and what will be its result? So this is a, a very sort of theoretical idea. We don't know if this actually happens, uh, but you know, some theoretical work by Stephen Hawking uh, a few decades ago basically made a prediction that black holes evaporate, that you know, due to quantum mechanical, <laughs> excuse me, quantum mechanical effects. Uh, close to the black hole, they can actually sort of lose mass and, and evaporate. Uh, but the time it takes for that evaporation to occur uh, is very long for massive black holes like the ones in our galaxies. So if it does happen, it would certainly happen in the far future. Um, what that might look like, it's, it's hard to know. Uh, you know, we certainly probably won't be around to, to see it. Um, but it would probably have a, a really uh, detrimental effect to the galaxies around them. Yeah. Lastly, can you tell us how galaxies and their supermassive black hole grow together? 
Yeah, that's a fascinating question. Uh, and one we really don't know the answer to. Um, we know, as I said, that most of these big uh, black holes sit in the uh, centers of, of big galaxies. Uh, we can tell from observations from JWST and, and other telescopes that uh, these big galaxies and big black holes were forming very quickly early in the universe. Uh, but we don't know if the galaxies formed first or the black holes formed first, and or did they sort of grow together? But they don't certainly seem to uh, have some sort of uh, relationship as they grow, because we definitely see this relationship where bigger black holes exist in bigger galaxies and, and, and vice versa. So yes, they do seem to evolve together. Um, we think there's some kind of feedback effects where if you, uh, when the black hole is accreting, all that radiation that comes out of the accretion disk might halt star formation and, you know, basically uh, limit the size of the galaxy. Uh, but that is certainly a, an area of active research right now. Thank you so much for being with us and discussing the question. We are super privileged to have you. Oh, thank you very much. It was a lot of fun.